Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa curry and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. everyone and welcome to episode one of Elisa Unfiltered. I'm kind of like sitting in my office right now and for those of you that follow me on Instagram it's the room that has all the hearts on the back of the wall and I'm sort of I have a mixed emotions like I'm super nervous as this is the first episode and I really hope you guys enjoy the message but I'm also really excited because I do have so many things to say. Um, Before I kind of jump into it all, I also want to just express my deep appreciation for anyone who's listening out there, for anyone who's downloaded, who's subscribed on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. That just means the world to me. I'm so inspired by everybody out there. Um, But this is an audio platform, so I'm going to get right to it. It's time to start talking. So, you know, starting this podcast, I had a million, I have a million ideas and a million things I want to say, but I felt that the topic for my very first episode should be the life lesson that kicked off the most pivotal shift along my journey. This is the one thing that, you know, I resisted so much and my ego fought with me tirelessly. And This is the ultimate reason why I started to question and detour out of my then current path of, you know, camping out at rock bottom. So you're going to sort of learn a lot about me as we go on. But today, I just want to get going and dive right into the topic of awareness. Now, this is a huge topic that I will definitely be discussing multiple times over the coming weeks and months. But we need to start somewhere, right? So today specifically, I want to bring your attention to what the term awareness is to me and how I consciously connected to it. So I'm going to talk quite, I'm going to start telling some pretty intimate details about my life. And I do want to just say this right off the bat, that this is coming from my perspective. Other people are involved in some of the stories I'm about to tell. And I just want to make it clear that this is this is coming from my side, Okay. I do respect all of the other people out there, um, but their voice is not part of this story. This is my version of the story, okay? There was a point in my life where I got myself into a huge mess, and this mess was physical, it was mental, it was emotional, and to be honest, it happened over a substantial amount of time, but I didn't even realize what was going on until I was in a really bad place. So that point I'm referring to was actually the second time I hit a rock bottom. If you want to like, I'm doing air quotations right now. If you want to call it something, I I will maybe tell you guys about the, the first time I hit rock bottom. But for now, you're just getting part B. <laughs> and looking back, it was quite frankly, like the worst two years of my entire life. So I'm going to paint sort of a little bit of a picture here. I was married. 
However, I definitely married the wrong person and the relationship was a very unhealthy one. I'll leave it at that for now. Soon after we got married, about like actually a month, I found out some things about my ex that had serious consequences on my life. I saw his true colors and I knew right away that we were not going to be life partners. However, I felt trapped inside the institution of marriage. Divorce was not an option, you know, so I had made my bed. I had to sleep in it. Oh, you know, so my husband was a compulsive liar and a money spender, and he was cheating on me with a lot of women. We both actually disrespected each other in a lot of ways. I do take responsibility for my side of the relationship. And looking back, I can say that there was a lot of things that I could have done differently to maybe prolong the inevitable, but I do believe that we were doomed before we even started, okay? I'm just leaving it at that for now. So that being said, when all this was happening, I wanted people to like me. So here I am, I'm in this relationship with somebody who it's it's very unhealthy, it's horrible. My, my daily interactions are, are, it's very challenging. But because I wanted people to like me and I cared about what they thought, thought about me like that was very important I I tried so hard to keep up this persona that we were happy and living this dream life meanwhile the downward spiral had begun you know I was I was really spiraling down to rock bottom I started to live a lie I was drinking heavily every single day which led to severe weight gain I was smoking cigarettes partying. I had extreme work stress at the time. There was a lot of travel. It was extensive travel and massive responsibility in the position that I was in. And I really wasn't ready for it. I was honestly treating myself like shit. There's no better way to say it. Um, Then something unexpected happened, which made matters even worse in the long run. (sighs) This is hard for me to say out loud, but I fell in love with a coworker who was also in love with me, but he lived across the country and the kicker was he was also married. Okay. So again, painting some pictures here. There I was, I was in love with a married man in a toxic marriage myself with a mortgage, a dog, a drinking problem. I was broke in debt beyond my belief. Like we couldn't even afford groceries at this time. I was working my ass off for pennies. Oh, and on top of that, I was very overweight. Now, I know most of you guys are judging me right now, and that's okay. I I get it. This was also, you know, a life lesson for me in making good decisions, but I'll discuss that maybe at a later, at a later time too. So the bottom line is that life just snowballed into this giant problem, and I was carrying all the weight of it. I was in a place of such peril. It was literally so distressing and I tried everything I could to numb myself. I was avoiding home. I was avoiding my life. I just needed to escape. Like every day was an escape for me. My escape tactics, however, led to a depression, to dark thoughts, zero motivation. Literally everything in my body hurt, like everything hurt. And I would only get out of bed to work to eat, to drink, and then maybe shower. 
Hey, so as time passed, things just kind of started getting worse and I shut off. I was disconnected from my friends and my family. And I mean, I have some seriously amazing friends of 25 years and I just, I just disconnected from them. I was so ashamed of what I'd become and blamed everything and everyone. To me, the world was so unfair. And to me, I believed that the world did this to me. I refused to take responsibility for any of this. I just was in this woe is me victim mode and this projection, what I was projecting out into the world was just coming right back at me and things just kept getting worse and worse and worse. But then one day, and I can remember this moment so clearly in my mind, it was, it was like a TSN turning point in my life. And I've mentioned this before on Instagram, but this one day I woke up and I looked at myself in the mirror and I said out loud, like my voice said out loud, I'm looking at myself and I said, what the fuck happened to you? That's exactly what I said. I remember seeing, you know, my extra large face reflecting back at me. I could see the sadness in my eyes and the fatigue and the shame, and the self-disgust, and I said it again, what the fuck happened to you? The answer came in this tiny little wee voice, and the voice said, help me. And I don't know why I finally chose to listen to that voice. Maybe it was because it was so clear. It's still so clear in my mind today. Like that moment is such a clear moment in my life. And I would say it was maybe like 2000 and 2010, 2011. I don't actually know what time of year it was. <laughs> I just remember the moment. And that was the day I booked in for a counseling session. Now, I've had a lot of experience with psychologists and psychiatrists over the years, um, being in high professional, um, a high performance sport. You know, sports psychology is a huge part of that but I didn't want to go back down that path again. So this time I decided to meet with a holistic healer and gain some spiritual guidance, which is like, good move, Elisa. Like everyone, you can clap in the background. Woo! This was when I connected to one of my most profound teachers to this day. I call her my Yoda and I actually, I'm still working with her now and I can hope I will continue to work with her into the future. So how do I best describe this? Um, this is what happened in my first session with, with Yoda. Now, let me remind you that I'm like paraphrasing and this is like just my memory of the events. Okay. Things might've gone completely different, <laughs> but this is how I remember everything happening. Okay. So I drive there and I'm bawling my eyes out in the car. Like, why me? I can't believe I'm going to see somebody. I can't believe that I need counseling. You know, all the, the, the negative stuff that comes up and how our, how we talk to ourselves. So I was like, screw this. And I got out of the car and I walked into the door. I was full of despair. And I sat, I laid down on this like table she had. It's like a massage table. And I just started to tell my story, which I, I actually remember felt really good because I never talked about any of these intimate details with anyone before. And I bawled my eyes out. And then I laid on the table and I, I wanted, 
actually, I, I kind of sort of expected like sympathy for my life. <laughs> I wanted Yoda to just use the force and change everything and get rid of the pain that was in my heart. But what followed was like a little bit unexpected. So through throughout my session of pouring my brains out, Yoda was slipping in the odd, mm-hmm, okay, yep, mm-hmm, okay, listening to me like barfing out all of these emotions. And when I finally was done telling my story, instead of fixing it with advice, she introduced me to this chart of the self. It was this triangular photo on the wall and it had the self, like the words, the self in the middle of this triangle. And at each point there was a, another word. So point number one was ego, then it was body, and then it was inner self. Then she explained to me that the entire story I just spewed all over the place was coming from my ego, except the part about listening to that tiny little voice. That was my inner self. Now, I'm not entirely sure how she said this next part, but this is how I remember it. And she told she told me that my ego was huge, that it was sensitive, out of control, and that I was burying my true essence. Well, that was not what I wanted to hear at all. I was so mad. My ego was huge. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Um, there's like this inner dragon, this fire that I almost unleashed all over the room. I was so pissed. But then she, you know, just very calmly diffused the situation out of the red zone just by saying like, that's okay. We can work with this. And I was like, oh, I have a huge ego, but it's okay. Okay, well then let's get to work here. And what followed was my first real exercise in awareness. She told me, for the next two months, my plan was to start bringing awareness to thought. Okay, bringing awareness to thought. I quite honestly was like, what the hell does that even mean? I am aware of my thoughts. I'm the one thinking them. Okay, but for the sake of coming this far, I decided to entertain this activity with like a, as much of a positive spin as possible. And... Um, so, so, you know, that day I left, I left the office and I was invested in bringing awareness to thought. Okay. So Yoda told me to get a journal and write down the words and phrases or expressions I used against myself, positive or negative. I was to write them down and document how often with like a tally of some sort, um, how often I said them. So I went out and I bought a journal and I started making a list and I immediately recognized the point. Okay. So bringing the smallest amount of conscious awareness to thought made me see how I was treating myself and how many times I knocked myself down and said horrible things for no reason. Like it was, it was bad. I, I still have the journal today and preparing for this podcast. I, I read it over and it's almost unbearable. I mean, I was so mean to myself. So I'm going to actually tell you guys some of the things that I, I wrote down. So at, this is the time, like I, I've kind of painted the picture. I was in a really bad place. And these are the things that I was saying. Okay. Well, some of the things I wrote that I was saying. Okay. 
I don't deserve anything good. You fat fucking pig. You're an idiot and you're disgusting. You deserve to be hurt deeply. Nobody will ever love you. Now, that one's actually interesting because it still comes up like more often than not. And you are not worthy. Now, that one also comes up often still to this day. It's very interesting. Um, anyways, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Now, this exercise at the time was eye-opening to say the least, okay? But now that I had my first taste of awareness, I needed some direction. You know, I'm thinking all these things and I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do with it? So I went back to Yoda and I was actually really proud of the work that I had done, even though the results were crazy. I, I felt like something in my brain had shifted and Yoda agreed. But now it was time to bring awareness to belief. Okay, awareness to belief. She asked me to bring awareness to belief, which is an, a weird thing. It's an interesting thing to even, you know, put into words, like what you believe. It's very interesting. So phase two was writing down my beliefs. In other words, what do I believe in when it comes to relationships with others, with myself, marriage, my beliefs on spirituality, self-worth, money? How do I value money? How do I value myself? And all the while, continue to journal out the thoughts, okay? So I was doing thoughts and beliefs. So this is an, a couple examples of what I was writing down um, on the beliefs. The first one, the first one was in like bold, bold lettering. I'm not sure. I don't remember doing that. But anyways, I said, nobody is truly happy all the time. Okay, like that's something that I believe. Nobody is truly happy all the time. My friends and family come first, not me. The not me was circled and highlighted. Okay, interesting. Drama in my relationships are a sign of love. Also very interesting. If I get divorced, I will go to hell. You know, a lot of a lot of people do believe that. Um, and I am not worthy of abundance and the things I want. Oh my gosh, I am not worthy of abundance and the things I want. That's what I believed. So these are actual examples of my beliefs at the time. And this, this is what I used to believe about myself. So somewhere along the way, somebody taught me and I agreed to these things. I shouldn't say somebody. Somebody, something, the, the world taught me these things and I agreed to them. Okay? And they became my belief system. There are pages and pages and phrases like this. And I remember at one point working on the journal, it, got, it actually got to the point that I wasn't able to read it anymore. So I would just like open the page, write down the thought or belief, and then close the book. Scanning the notes was just, it was depressing. And I was in such a rut. But the difference now was I was starting to catch myself in the middle of these self-bully sessions. And I was starting to be fully aware of what was triggering them and why. So I continued this exercise with guidance from Yoda for a year. Yes, one year. <laughs> now, I know that seems like a really long time, but over the course of it all, I had like two million aha moments and truly recognized that awareness allowed me to question my beliefs. It allowed me to question past agreements that I had made with myself and challenge them. With true awareness of thought, I could finally start to make change within my mind. So change within my mindset. 
this was a challenging process. Yeah. Okay. It, I have some deep rooted beliefs and agreements, if you will, but about myself. And it took a lot of time and effort to see that. Okay. I also don't want to put, you know, I, I should rephrase that. I also, I didn't want to put a bandaid over my wounds. Okay. I wanted to heal them. When I looked at myself in the mirror and, and heard that voice, like I knew that it was time to, to change everything. So catching myself and changing the inner dialogue was the first sign of personal victory that I had had in a long time. And I started building confidence in myself by changing the you fat pig into Elisa, I love you. Okay, so I would say when I when I when I heard that that voice telling me I was a fat pig, I'd say no and change it with something positive. Elisa, I love you. And this isn't, you know, I might not have necessarily believed the I love you part. And this isn't like a a fake it till you make it type situation. It's it's changing the way you you speak to yourself and showing yourself that you have respect. And then over time, I would just start to tell myself amazing things all on their own. Like I didn't need um, to have a negative thought to trigger a positive response. And this was life changing. And I could see the light and recognize for the first time in my adult life that I was responsible for myself. That happiness and joy comes from within me, not from things or other people. It's just me. These moments of deep awareness, you know, they sometimes would only last a few seconds. <laughs> um, but I started to shift again. And this time, you know, I had even less resistance to it. It's very interesting how our perspectives change and that resistance, that wall, that fear sort of starts to dissipate. It's I, I did, I started to understand and I accepted the path I was taking. It was very interesting. So now I want to go back to that triangle photo for a second. You know, the one hanging on the wall at Yoda's house. Um, so the words surrounding the triangle were ego, body, inner voice. So along this journey, it was time for me to start differentiating between the ego and the inner voice. And again, this is just my interpretation of this. Like um, the very first sort of step I want to, you know, discuss on, on these words and what they mean to me. Um, but in other words, I wanted to bring awareness to when I was speaking to myself from the perspective of the ego or from the perspective of the true essence. Okay. I was starting to get a real sense of who my ego was, but my true essence, I was like, what's that? What's that? Um, and around that time I was reading this incredible book by this author. I can't, I can't remember I can't remember exactly what it is. So I'm just going to kind of say the quote as I remember it. What, what he said was, if your ego is talking to you inside your head, who is the one listening? And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. I do know that tiny voice. It's the one, it's the one that tells you to slow down while you're driving. And then you turn the corner and you see like a speed trap or to not go to the party because you're tired and then you go anyways and then you're late for work the next day and get in trouble. I like to call my inner voice my instinct, to be honest. Like it is my instinct. It doesn't say much. Oftentimes it's more of a feeling, but it's always right. 
it was time for me to start paying more attention to that little voice and start following my instinct instead of following my ego. Okay, that the ego that's always talking, 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 justifying. Oh my gosh. Like it's funny because bringing awareness to this part of my inner dialogue almost became comical to me. For example, um, when my ex-husband and I would go out for dinner, he was, he would always comment on what I was wearing. So clothing was very important to him. And I did not really recognize that at the time because I didn't really care. I didn't really care about it. Didn't, didn't mean anything to me, but he never liked what I had on. And so he would say things like, you look like a giant slob in that go change. You know, just casually, just, oh, that look, you look disgusting. Go change that. And my instinct would say like, no. But then my ego would start talking and justifying what he said. And the stories in my mind would begin and would lead to negative thoughts. Like you're disgusting. You never do anything right. Do what he says or he'll leave you. You fat pig, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So you see like the ego is the one talking. It tells the story. It's the talker. The story is not your instinct. It is not your true self and or your true essence. Okay. So my ego was an asshole. I was broken and it was also super fragile. And I, I was beginning to like get it. I was like, oh, so the funny thing was not that my ego was, uh, it wasn't what my ego was actually saying. It was, it was that I couldn't hold on to what my instinct wanted. So I would go up and be in my room changing before the awareness would kick in. And I'd be like, oh, shit, there it is again. <laughs> and that type of thing, I would like laugh about it because I would I would be in the mind of the ego and then and then snap out of it. And it would almost be like funny. <laughs> and this type of thing would happen over and over in my life in like many different scenarios. But yeah, the ego has this way of taking over and controlling the thought through the belief and ignoring the instinct. And I, and I found it funny when I would like snap out of it. So where my beliefs actually come from is a whole nother story. The fact of the matter is that I believe what I believe and that knowledge fuels the ego. The level of awareness I was at began to threaten the ego. It was astonishing how often I gave myself away. I was disrespecting myself for the sake of others and then the thoughts that follow. And silencing the storyteller was friggin' tough. Like, I literally had a story for everything. I was justifying, judging, victimizing, talk, 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 story, 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 you know, hurt feelings, bad decisions, more judging, more justifying, more gossip, more of all the same pattern, like over and over and over again. Does this resonate with any of you? <laughs> My God, it was an eye-opening process for me. Like sometimes I was fully aware of my actions and reactions to certain situations and I didn't do anything about it. Like I couldn't. I would just let myself explode. And sometimes I even let my ego tell me that I was happier before I even had awareness because I could just be numb. I could go about my day unconsciously and then drink my face off and have an excuse for it. But what awareness did for me was ultimately change everything. It was the catalyst to the start of my next healthier, self-loving chapter. It was just the ego's like way of, you know, feeling threatened and, and, and telling me to stop. Okay. The awareness brought the change. It brought a shift in my mind. It helped me to gain self-confidence. 
It helped me to take responsibility for my actions, which is a very challenging thing to do, but so vital to change. It started to help me see when I was taking things personally and change the reaction. Overall, I started to change my mindset. This was not really well received from my ex-husband. Let me tell you, he expected me to react a certain way when he said stuff to me. So when I didn't, he would dig deeper and push harder and say worse things. And our fights became very one-sided because of the awareness I had and about, you know, taking control over my reactions to things. So in other words, he would like verbally abuse me and I would just stare at him and, and, and say nothing. I didn't need to respond anymore because I didn't believe what he was saying. And I didn't believe the thoughts and the beliefs that followed within my head. And I also realized that I didn't need to take a shit anymore. It was just this huge change and this huge shift. I eventually left him. And uh, let's hear that round of applause again in the background. <laughs> and, you know, maybe one day I'll tell you that full story. But today, I, I'll just say that I left. I walked out the door with my head held high. And yet there were moments of doubt and I was afraid as hell as I walked out of that door. <laughs> I was super afraid of what the next phase of my life was going to look like, but I needed to get out of the hole and leaving was like stepping on the ladder and starting to climb out. So this life lesson is, is not something that I've completely learned yet. <laughs> um, even though in my darkest moments, it was something I focused on for like years of my life. Awareness of thought and belief helped me to shift my mindset and gave me new perspective on my actions and reactions. It pulled me into the light, yet it's funny how easily I forget it, how I completely forget to use it, how easy it is to fall into old patterns and belief systems. Like just the other day, I was laying on the table at Yoda's office expressing this feeling of dis-ease that I've had for a while. Um, and she told me what I need to do is, is bring awareness to thought. And it is the thought that brings the emotion. It is the thought that we project into the universe. And it is the thought that we believe that controls us. It was the first time she had mentioned this to me in a really long time. And as soon as she said it, it was like a light switch flicked on. I was like, oh my gosh. It's time for me to revisit this and deepen my connection to awareness. <laughs> like this time around was much easier. Okay. So not necessarily to change the thought, but to recognize it and where it came from. So now I do want to make one thing clear. I'm not like analyzing every single thing I'm thinking and saying to myself every single second, like that's not what's happening at all. I just sort of catch myself when things turn negative and switch the thought to something positive. And in doing that, I shift the energy into a different direction. And this is an exercise to start to understand how we self-sabotage and where it comes from. If we are thinking it and believing the thought, that becomes true to us. That is our truth. Even though that's not what we want to be true, like to me, even if you catch yourself once a day and change the tune in your mind, then you're climbing out of the ladder. Okay, to me, there is 
no sense in creating a toxic mindset and believing the senseless stories of the ego, especially when you can bring awareness to it and change the story. So sometimes my inner voice even shouts out like, no, <laughs> when my ego starts judging or victimizing. And I, 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 lately I actually laugh at myself afterwards because it's funny that out of nowhere, this voice like screams no and snaps me out of a negative thought. It's, it's hilarious. And I'm like, yes, yes, I stopped you this time. And then, and then I let go and move on. So this process eventually you you with the thought becomes the emotion and when you can change the thought you change the emotion and you just let it go so those those negative emotions you know jealousy anger shame they they start to just let it go you it, it just dissipates as you change the energy of the voice in your head so this lesson you know it it always it's always a work in process <laughs> It's something I'm revisiting today and it's strengthening my confidence again to a whole new level. And I know I'll be revisiting it over and over again. It's like sometimes awareness can seem complicated, but it really isn't. Think of it as a skill, a skill you can develop that will bring your conscious mind into the present moment. Awareness doesn't worry about the future or think about the past. It lives right now. Like What is happening right now? Just like any skill, you might be okay at it at first, but over time and with practice, your awareness can grow and strengthen and your ability to change the dialogue will become easier and easier. Like, trust me, this happened firsthand and I gave myself a really long time to work on this. There's no pressure. It's just something to start. It's a starting point. You'll, you'll become more present in this moment and consciously choose the thoughts that follow and you can change the inner dialogue and start to listen to your inner voice with clarity and confidence but it all starts with awareness awareness of thought so remember when i asked um myself that day i looked in the mirror and do you remember my response so it was my instinct that knew i needed help and i'm grateful that I at least had the awareness to hear it loud and clear, but to truly, truly listen to it. So how often have you heard that inner voice say something loud and clear and you didn't listen to it? It's a very interesting thing. You know, everybody's mind is constantly talking. It's a never ending story. The real question is, are you aware of that voice? Do you even know what it's saying? And can you do something about it to help you live your best life? Okay, so there you have it. Episode one completed. Oh my gosh. Thank you all so much for joining me today and for holding space with me and allowing me to talk about my favorite subject. Now, I do want to hear from you. So please comment, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and comment at alisaunfiltered.com. Have a lovely day. I cannot wait for next week. Thank you so much. Until next time.